0: Hey, it's me, it's the Priceline Negotiator, known as William Shatner, and I'm here because we've all been getting less lately, less sunshine, less bang for your buck, less fun. I can't take it anymore. (laughs) That's why I'm negotiating to get you more. Thanks to my deal-making skills, Priceline saves travelers over $1 billion every year. That's almost $2,000 a minute. And when you save up to 60% on hotels and get exclusive deals on rental cars and flights, you can have more. More sunshine, more family, more fun, more thank you for negotiating. No, 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 please. No, no need to thank me. No, it's all for you. At Priceline, we know every trip is a big deal. So when you're ready to travel, visit Priceline.com for amazing deals that will help you get more out of your next trip.
1: The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll
2: try your filet of fish.
1: There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.
3: You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show. Live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and X-Zone Broadcast Network. Visit our website at www.xzoneradio.tv.com. All
4: that a woman should be and I did a cake my-
3: Welcome back, everyone. This is the Zone on the TalkStar Radio Network, Zone Broadcast Network, and Star Cable. Worldwide, toll free, 1 800 610 7035. My email address is XZone at On MSN Messenger, you can always chat with somebody here at our studios by using the MSN address, tv at hotmail.com. At our website, www.XZoneRadioTV.com. And yes, X-Zone Nation, the X-Store is open. www.XZoneStore.com. My guest this hour is Kelly Hampton. We're going to be talking to Kelly about Into the White Light, the revelations of Archangel Michael. Now, Kelly Hampton is a compassionate spiritual intuitive, a compelling speaker, media personality, and star healing intergalactic energy practitioner and workshop facilitator. She is a third-generation metaphysician who works with the angelic and ascended master realms in her teachings. She is also the author of Into the White Light, the Revelations of Archangel Michael, a profoundly important book as channeled to her, Um, through the divine guidance of Archangel Michael. Joining us now is Kelly Hampton. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the X-Zone.
4: Thanks for having me.
3: Kelly, what was it like when you realized that you were able to tap into the angelic realm and that Archangel Michael himself was the person that you were dealing with?
2: (laughs) Well, remind me, how much time do I have? (laughs) Um, Let's see. It was... um, Well, it happened about in 2005, as I write about it in my book, which you were so kind to mention um, in the introduction, that prior to 2005, I had been having telepathic communication with my mother, Mm -hmm. who crossed over when I was a young girl, now 52, but in any event, there were some processional things in my development before um, I was awakened in the middle of the night by a big, bright white light that identified himself as such. So um, just to give a little context to your listeners that may not be familiar with me, it, it was certainly out of the blue, but it wasn't really out of the blue. <laughs> but nevertheless, it was a awe-inspiring, um, still-can't-really-believe-it sort of experience. But um, since that time in 2005, when the information for the book came to me, I continued to counsel people on a daily basis with the guidance of uh, the Archangel. So he didn't leave me. It wasn't like a a Mm one-time revelation, and then he disappeared. So I continued to be able to tap into his frequency on a daily basis. But to answer your question, I guess, it was awe-inspiring, humbling, amazing, gratifying, uh, all the things that still really he brings to me every day when I when I draw from his information and, and counsel people today.
3: Kelly, please stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Thanks very much for joining us, Kelly Hampton's my special guest explanation. We're talking about Kelly's book, Into the White Light: The Revelations of Archangel Michael. Kelly's website is www.IntoTheWhiteLight.com. dot com. That's www. dot Dot com. Kelly Hampton's my guest this hour. And Kelly and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the X-Zone continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, and Star Cable. Don't go away. Kelly Hampton's My Special Guest. Her website is www.IntoTheWhiteLight.com and uh, Kelly was describing just before we went to the break uh, how she awoke in the middle of the night and there was this bright light and it turned out to be Archangel Michael. Now, I was telling Kelly on the commercial break that if that happened to me, I'd have a minor stroke and she said, but Rob, there's so much more to the story. So please, Kelly, tell us.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, the, the, the immediate rest of the story was that it took me really until the third night as I write about in in the introduction to um, believe that I was really hearing and feeling what I was, and the first two nights I said no. <laughs> and so, you know, after the third night, I, I sat down at my computer. I, I had written other books, so writing was uh, quite familiar to me. They weren't in this genre, but... It was quite familiar to me. So after the third night, I, I did sit down at my computer, and what happened was um, a seven-week transmission of angelic guidance. Uh, some people call it automatic writing, and I guess yes. that's what it was at the time, um, although in a sense it seems a little limiting to my way of thinking now. But in any event, I, I simply, as I write about it, it was like I... Someone flipped on a light switch in the room, and I sat there as an open channel. Any of your listeners familiar with that terminology, I guess? And every day I worked a little. Every day the angel would pour out the information, and then uh, uh, when that transmission of information that compiles the book stopped, it was just like the the switch went down and the room was dark again, Again, uh, just in terms of the, the content for the book. So... Um, it It was and still remains a, re- a remarkable thing to me in a sense that um, in many ways i I guess unlike everybody, I consider myself very ordinary mm-hmm. and
3: um, yeah how so, long did how long did the channeling last Kelly?
2: Well, um again, I had other things going on in my life. I had two young children, so um I, I would go in there for about mm, three hours a day, four hours if I could. And um, so, if I had dedicated, if I had more time, it would have flowed very quickly. So there was no interruption. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, you know, if we were to stop on a on a particular topic, um, the angel would begin right back again, and um, he did. That's what happened. So,
4: did uh, did it's Arch- not the last
2: book? I know that he's he's telling me there's more. I'm to get to more. He keeps saying more, please.
3: Now, did Archangel Michael tell you why he chose you?
2: Uh, no, I've never even really asked that question. I guess you'd think that would be like the first thing I would ask. But um, um, to give you a little listeners a little more history, prior to his arrival, um, Archangel Raphael came, and I guess you might say he sort of tested the waters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Um, And then his guidance lasted maybe several months, and then as if I'm talking to you, he telepathically said to me, I'll be leaving. So this is all prefaced by um, maybe a 10-year exploration of, I actually, I guess if I were to label myself, my experience into the spiritual side began as a medium when I was able to hear my mother in my 20s when she crossed over. So that telepathic, Uh, communication was growing practicing in place um, and being I guess reactivated you might say I was learning so there were a good decade of learning before the angels angels plural um, appeared to me so by the time that they did I was quite from there I had shifted my mind completely thinking from thinking this can't happen I can't really hear I can't really connect with souls on a level and know that life is everlasting, So I've replaced all of those thoughts um, over the years. And so, of course, what I believe now that everything is given in, in a divine plan. So I'm, I'm grateful.
3: Angels. Uh, pe- there are many people who believe in angels. I believe in angels. And yet there are still so many who don't. And the way I see it, each and every day, someone's life is touched in one way or another, by an angel. How do we convince people that angels are real?
2: Well, that's a very good question, and that's, I suppose, part of what my message would be: is that I, in no way, I would it would say, am um, uh, to be exalted in any mm. way as someone with special abilities, because the ability to be intuitive and connected to Source um, exists in every human being. So, um, there are demonstrated ways to help with that connection of course these mostly I've learned through hearing them um, from the angels but it is of course something that's with deep within everyone that can be brought to the surface and some of the ways for that about the angel connection is um, meditative states quietness of mind calling on them by name and um, to demonstrate it, it's a bit like Michael would say well you come with faith or you come with trust and so I uh, I didn't initially, you know, I would ask for proof. So I guess if you're asking, how do we know they exist? Well, on a very simple level, in my own experience, I can say I didn't believe. There was a whole period of time where I didn't think I could hear what I was hearing from another dimension. So I would ask for proof. Send me a sign. Send me a letter. Tell me this. And all of those things in quite remarkable fashion, which are really like the basis of my next book, Um, were demonstrated to me. So the mind, the mind wants to know. The mind wants proof. That's the mind. The soul I'm taught never lies. So it's really um, a fluctuation, I guess, of convincing the mind, really, until a person reaches a place of faith and or trust.
3: What are some of the messages that Archangel Michael gave you to share in your book?
2: Well... He he gave many, and um, it, it, the book is written like um, um, in a parable style, and there's a flow and a rhythm to the to the wording. And so, mm-hmm. um, some of the best ways, or a best way, to demonstrate that is really to just share a short um, affirmation um, from the book so that might give readers an indication of how um, how deep and profound the wisdom wisdom is. Um, there's a, for example, there's a place in the book Michael talks about a chart and a register and Michael goes on to say that the chart is a written verbal and mental agreement to a master gods, and mother and father to abide by a certain code of conduct while on the earthly plane he goes on to say we have the power to review charts and registers at any time of our choosing on earth I have heard this spoken of as a purpose a person's purpose in life Every soul, whether small or large, young or old, black or white, yellow or red, has one primary purpose in life, followed by several, at least three, other purposes. So he presents a lot of information that, in a sense, that might be completely contradictory um, or unknown to some thought patterns that people may have had. In fact, he acknowledges this early on and says, you know, he'll he'll present some material and say, I ask you to pause and reflect upon this without judgment. So that's something um, that I hope readers will um, take time to examine just in their daily life, um, if that's the teaching they get, is that less judgment um, in the world today and in their own lives, less judgment.
3: Kelly, how has your interaction with Archangel Michael changed your life?
2: <laughs> well... Um, You know, in many ways, uh, circumstantially, I'm still a mother. I still go about life Mm -hmm. um, in that same uh, construct. But, of course, on a more uh, profound level, um, it's enriched my life beyond measure, and it's enriched my life how? Because through his wisdom, I'm able to um, help thousands of people now, literally thousands of people, through whatever issues they may be having, and not just the issue at the moment, but of course, I can't, a person cannot keep um, expelling the message without without the message becoming them, you know, it's sort of like you you live and think or eat a certain way, well, that Mm -hmm. becomes you, so certainly I'm not implying that I'm angelic, because I'm not, I can lose my cool, but I would like to think that you know, through osmosis, if nothing else, that my level of compassion through him, really, I give all credit to him, through him, has um, enriched my life beyond measure, that the, the fearful person and the tra- traumatized person, really, from the early passage of my mother, that, uh, you know, the faith of the, that knowing that life is eternal, that, that moment that that realization went on and it's demonstrated every day as I'm able to uh, counsel people and help them connect, also with their loved ones, or Michael will help make the connection for them. You know, that is where the the pure strength, I, the complete most utmost joy that I'm given, is that my place of beginning, you know, was there and where I am today. I would have never in a million years thought it was possible, but I, I was a, an angry God-hating person uh, for my having lost my mother. And so by the grace of God, these events have unfolded so that I can pass wisdom along, um, hopefully in a way that not only gets people through the moment, mm-hmm. but Michael teaches them things that propels them to help themselves forever. Okay, so they're not continually coming back to source for answers; that they are the source. Okay, he guides them in a just a beautiful, no other word but divine way.
3: What happens to us when we die, Kelly?
2: Well, uh, my belief system, again, is demonstrated by what I was taught um, from the angel, and many things happen. He describes in my book that there are many levels in heaven, that, Mm -hmm. in fact, even the word heaven is, Michael is a very literal guide, so um, everything carries a sound vibration. So it's the kingdom of heaven. That's his (laughs) preference. It's the kingdom of heaven. And many things happen. It depends... um, in what order, uh, what level a soul goes to. But certainly it's not a static existence. If anyone might be listening that thinks um, it's a static existence, that, that's far f- from the truth. Um, he describes a place in the kingdom of heaven called the sacred garden. He says it's neither a place on the other side called heaven, nor is it a place where all souls go. The Sacred Garden is sometimes spoken of as the garden of good and evil, but it's not the same place. It is a place in our universe, but it is also a feeling one has of total acceptance. So when a soul arrives at the sacred garden, mm-hmm. that is what is exactly what is offered.
3: All right, stand so, by Kelly. You and I have to take a commercial break with the news Nation. Kelly Hampton's my very special guest this hour. Her website, www.IntoTheWhiteLight.com. That's www.IntoTheWhiteLight.com. Kelly and I will be back after the news as the exome continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
1: Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports!
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and X-Zone Broadcast Network visit our website at www.xzoneradiotv.com.
4: Though my heart is full of tears at this farewell. For you are beautiful.
3: And I
4: have loved you dearly. More dearly than the spoken word can tell.
3: Kelly Hampton's our special guest this hour explanation. Her website is www.IntoTheWhiteLight.com. And Kelly is the author of Into the White Light. The Revelations of Archangel Michael. Once again, her website, www.IntoTheWhiteLight.com. Kelly, before we went to the break with the news, we were talking about what happens when you die. How do we know that life is never-ending?
2: Oh, yeah, gosh. Um, well, um, I guess we know from um, Michael's wisdom, mm-hmm. other angels' wisdom, um we know by um, my ability and many other people's abilities to connect with a dimension outside of our own, I suppose. And we know when we're ready to know, I guess, is the other thing to say, that all the convincing um, in the world, if a if soul's ears aren't ready to listen, you know, are not going to be convincing enough. So can we go on just a minute and describe the Sacred Garden to finish that? Oh, no, yes, please. About, please do. It's a very... Thank you. It's a very active place, as Michael writes about. So in describing the sacred garden, again, this is Mark Archangel Michael's mm-hmm. wisdom about the kingdom of heaven. He says, imagine a place where all the elders of your community congregate. To me, an elder is a soul who has mastered some of the tougher lessons. Most often, these souls are advanced in development, but we don't use an age here. Imagine them, then, all of them talking at once and hearing what is being said. Think of the elders as being wise and mature. Imagine them wearing brown robe and everyone dressing the same. As we imagine the scenes, suddenly something violent happens and the convening elders are shaken. Though no one can see what the action is, all can see the response. And this is what actually happens in the sacred garden when a new soul enters. It's like an earthquake, like a rocking episode is literally a vibrationable vibrational explosion. This is how it is to be, Archangel Michael says. Those of us who have spent enough time in the garden expect this to happen, and we rejoice in the knowledge that a new soul has entered our realm of learning. So if I can take a minute just to say that the book, um, of course, in, in earthly religions, Michael is often seen as a saint, and um, but Clearly, he demonstrates in the book that when he mentions the word master, whatever master a person has on earth, they'll greet on the other side. So he mentions if that's Buddha, it's Buddha. If it's Allah, it's Allah. And he makes no distinction there. In fact, in the context of the book, too, he talks about um, what earthly, what the limitations of earthly religion are. So in that grace, he opens, I hope, everyone's eyes about the divides of religion and the unity of spiritualness.
3: Hmm. Kelly, what information do you get from those who have already passed on when you're doing uh, channeling and you're communicating with those on the other side? What What's it like for someone who's, who's passed? For example, when you've communicated with your mom who's on the other side, what does she say it's like?
2: Yeah, well... That's a great question, because it's never always quite the same, again, because there's levels in the Kingdom Mm -hmm. of Heaven, and the levels, of course, speaking of um, soul levels, and so it's been demonstrated through her to me and through many other connections. Sometimes souls are in a place called the Healing Garden, which Michael describes in the book, and I hear from other souls. Sometimes they're in a place that they call the Viewing Room, which is actually like a movie theater. If you can imagine this, you can open your mind enough to imagine this, that there's a viewing room where souls on the other side can catch glimpses of what's going on in the lives of their loved ones. So that's something that happens. There's a place where they can go to study. It's called the Halls of Knowledge. Michael writes about, speaks about shares. My mother shares that sometimes she goes to a place for knowledge, and then, of course, there are other levels as well. So it's a um, moving, fluctuating, totally engaging, uh, very ordered, structured-like divine um, realm.
3: When you're, when you're communicating with those on the other side for your, for yourself or for others who come to, to you for your, your ability to, to communicate with the other side, how do you validate who you're talking to?
2: Well, that's that's a good question. Um, I don't val—I don't need to validate anymore because I'm simply on the frequency mm-hmm. that they are in. Okay. So, um, not there was a early twenty years ago. I suppose I I would, but oftentimes it's not really validated through me. It's through the person that um, is is seeking the counsel. Mm-hmm. You know that the loved one will say something that they that resonates truth with them um they might send them a sign later and then i get a phone call and the person says i saw the sign you know so those kinds of things are in the kind of like work a day world you know so i i don't question anymore you know questioning and doubt is not a, a frequency that i um engage with um i don't even not sure i i can engage with that so um did I answer that well? You, you, you <laughs> I you mean, did. I, no, no, you, I can you, you answer did. to the best of my demonstrated ability, and that is that when the connection is made, yeah. you know, people do not come through if they don't have a message to send to someone. So we we call if if someone were to call me for a mediumship counseling mm-hmm. session, I would ask them to call on the loved one by name, so that that it's sort of a filter, if you will, right. that prevents everyone from coming through. Okay.
3: Yeah, well, uh, there's there's a question, Kelly. How do the How do those on the other side know that they can communicate through you?
2: Well, I love that question because how would I know, except I've heard this myself through readings, Mm -hmm. and I'm not the only one, but I hear them say they can see my blue cord. Okay, So I'm assuming that other um, spiritually connected mediums or telepaths or whatever we're calling ourselves um, also have a blue cord. Now, there's still many things I don't know. I can't. I don't ask everything. So I'm told through readings because people. Uh, many of my clients might ask, for mm-hmm. example, or the or the soul on the other side will say, in the meeting. You know, reading, uh, we can see her blue core. That's a good question. How else do they know that I am a valid source? So there's color. Color is a frequency, of course, like every other energy, and so um, an energy can be seen as color. So in the sense we're talking of that thought and and connection is energy and frequency. Um it'd be interesting to get like all the, you know, spirit psychics of the world united, but I have I hear that I have a blue cord that they can see.
3: Kelly, do did uh, did Archangel Michael give you a message to share with the world about 2012?
2: Well, uh yes, many messages. <laughs> and I uh, again, I'm only smiling because the message is huge, profound, and it, I can speak uh, on it as he's done through me for hours, or I, can, or I can get to the nuts and bolts of the message. And the message certainly is not one of fear. The message that the energy between now and 2012 and beyond is actually what he's calling, he calls it by many names, but they're all kind of tied in, calling it the ascension energy. And that's part of what He's asking me to teach now in Star Healing, which he gave to me in January of this year. So Ascension Energy involves love and kindness, that the fear-based world, the ego-based world, the worst of the worst that's plagued uh, humanity in a worldwide um, situation is being moved aside. It's cosmically being moved aside, um, it's spiritually being moved aside, so that This is the year of the expansion, the the awakening, the words like the awakening, Mm -hmm. the shift, all these things. They're talking about consciousness, the shift in consciousness, the expansion of consciousness so that higher vibrations can enter in. And what are the higher vibrations? Love and kindness. So that things like doubt, fear, violence, jealousy, on and on, it's Michael Michael has labeled one at a time, are or, or simply not going to be reachable by the world any longer. It's it's a time of celebration, actually.
3: You no, know, Kelly, um, I am by no stretch of anyone's imagination a medium, a channel. I I I've got as much psychic ability, I think, as Joe Blow, my next door neighbor. But <laughs> but but over the years, doing this show, and when we started talking about uh, December the 21st, 2012. A feeling deep inside of me came to the top where th- that date is going to be the rebirth of spirituality it, in such a way that this planet and all the people on this planet have never seen. People are going to start asking the right questions to the right people. And hearts are going to be opening and minds are going to be opening and, and the impossible will be possible
2: so true, this is so true, said in a, a different way, yes, exactly Truth. So that means that um, many people, many particularly light worker people, are feeling feeling like an urgency, yes. myself included, an urgency, or a, I know I'm supposed to do something, but mm-hmm. I don't know what. I can't tell you how many hundreds and hundreds of times I've been hearing that. And, Michael, the shift in the readings from uh, 10 years ago to, I'd say, within the last six months, if Michael's counseling someone and he knows they're a light worker or they're ready to do light working work and that is light worker is anyone that's willing and able to share compassion and love. he enlists them now to serve in this army and what is the army? It's the unseen spiritual army. So the change definitely and clearly came I could put it on a clock as the date you're doing. it's all part of the same thing. You didn't call people like this ten years ago because it wasn't time, but now this feeling people are having, you know, that something bigger is coming. It is, it's, it's here. In some cases, it's already here. And the biggerness is, as you say, living a life of truth within oneself, living a conscious truth with, within the world, and so that everyone is uplifted.
3: So, how do you, what, what, what advice or, or what message does Archangel? Michael have for the masses who, who are being told by many people that December twenty first is the end of the world that there's going to be a cataclysm that, uh, you know even even the planetary alignment is going to have a negative effect on on the people of this planet. What was the message that Archangel Michael gave to you to, to, to calm the people to reassure them that. All will be well.
2: Well, thank you. He, he he spends less time dwelling on the negative, of, co- of course, which is just what you stated, and, and takes attention to the positive, which was what you and I just stated, mm-hmm. if that was clear. So he'll, he'll continue to use me. He'll continue to use other people as vehicles um, of this shift in consciousness, again, so that our minds don't really go to the place of fear and and my just knowledge as I get connected and I see every people many people all over the world saying the same thing that I'm saying, is that just by intention, okay, the fear stuff is kind of fading away as people become more educated, that whole fear about twenty twelve that that's just not going to even be able to take hold. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like you often talks in parables, and it's you know a bit like water that's just gonna run by people so again um to help uh I will be thrilled to restate, and that is that this is a shift in consciousness of a global perspective. Okay, there are going to probably be some um, Mother Earth um, belches. as she's yeah. to- told me um, before. It, you know, it's a releasing of the toxin. Again, this is an interplanetary, interdimensional kind of shift we're talking about. So, um, the Earth itself is mm. going through some shifts. So people have asked me, well, how can you explain Haiti and how can you explain the earthquakes in Haiti? And so Michael will say, well, I suggest to you that Haiti is Haiti has been restored to a better place than Haiti was before it was before the earthquake came. So um, in that sense, there is a bit of reality. But again, it's not fear induced reality. It's that if there are low consciousness places in Mother Earth, that's often where the hiccups going to come. But the hiccups are not going to go on forever. And again, it's for a greater, higher power, it's not a sense of fear inducement
3: so the negativity that is being talked about uh, when it comes to december the twenty first twenty twelve where is this negativity originating from
2: well again i i in some ways, I feel um that I operate in a vacuum, not knowing all cultures and all religions, mm-hmm. but um a lot of this came from the Mayan calendar, but not the Mayan calendar itself, but the misinterpretation of the elements in the mayan calendar, so um again um it, it's a bit like any any story that's told throughout time you know the meaning can shift and change so again by and large um my experience and my voice and many others like me is that um if we're talking numbers here you know the the fear based people of the world may number 2 and those that are getting into the enlightened places knowing that my world is going to expand, that I can accomplish anything, that the world is totally prosperous and the best is still to come. Ten times, hundred times that number.
3: All right, Kelly, please stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Kelly Hampton's our special guest this hour, exonation. She's the author of Into the White Light, the Revelations of Archangel Michael. Her website is www.IntoTheWhiteLight.com That's www.IntoTheWhiteLight.com Kelly and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue for tonight, Friday, April the 30th in the year 2010. My name's Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, and Star Cable. Don't go away.
4: farewell For oh,
3: Welcome back, everyone. Kelly Hampton is my special guest. Her website is www.IntoTheWhiteLight.com. We've been talking about Kelly's new book that is out, Into the White Light, The Revelations of Archangel Michael. Kelly, it's been a great hour with you. Thank you very much for sharing your time with us here on the Xona and for sharing the message that Archangel Michael gave to you to spread to the world.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me.
3: Tell me, Kelly, uh, I read on your website something called Star Healing. Can you tell me about it?
2: Yes, I'd love to. The uh, exciting thing about this for me personally is that, like my book, um, the angel just sort of dropped it in my lap, and he did the same thing in January mm-hmm. of this year with asking me to begin teaching, facilitating, and then, of course, teach others to facilitate something he's calling asking me to call Star Healing Intergalactic Energy. And before I kind of just take a minute to go into Michael's exact words about the information, if people are listening and wondering, well, who should, who could attend, who should attend? Yeah. As Michael says, anyone, in, anyone who has a personal or professional interest in health, spirituality, human growth, Uh, body workers, massage therapists, chiropractors, anyone who's interested in accessing divine wisdom Mm -hmm. either as a healing tool for themselves or to go through all the journeys and become certified in in practice um, in their own, as an extension of their own healing modality. So it was quite a a thing uh, for me to be in the airport traveling from my last uh, place of engagement with work to be sitting in the airport in Rhode Island and here, again, without even really asking. I knew nothing about the star galaxy. Now I'm learning. I see others that reference it. There's, I, I see how he, Michael's telling me he links it to mm-hmm. the Palladian energy, and there's other information out there. But when it came to me, it's like cold turkey, just like the book. I had no awareness of what Unreal. was going on. Again, so the star galaxy um, is next to the Palladian galaxy, Michael's telling me. And the, the, the benefit... Um, why is this being asked to be shared now? Um, it's my understanding that other archangels in other parts of the world, by the way, because I've met one woman, are, are asking people in South Africa. There's a woman I've met um, in England. I understand there's someone in China. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, the different archangels are asking different people in the quadrants of the world to teach a form of this higher vibrational energy. And it it's sort of like Michael says, you can keep... Healing people like you're reading and o- using an old textbook, right. or you can access um, a new textbook. And the textbook, then of course, is the vibration that mirrors what the world is going through. So it makes complete sense. And especially when he says something, hey, <laughs> everything. Kelly, makes the I, vibe I, I, I
4: hate
3: the to right. do th- I, Kelly, I hate to do this, but we've run out of time for tonight. Do me a favor if you get any messages from Archangel um, uh, Archangel Michael or any other angel that needs to get out to the world, you let me know. We'll get you back on. Okay.
2: Okay,
3: thanks so much. Kelly, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for sharing with us continued success, and I look forward to meeting you one day. X-O-Nation, thanks so much, Rob. Take care, dear. Kelly Hampton has been my guest, Intothewhitelight.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past as we continue here in the X Zone.